Hi, and welcome to the Encounter Mercy podcast. I'm Vince Dragone, and I have with me uh, this evening, Jesse Spanigal. How's it going, Jesse? Good, Vince. How are you doing today? Trying to hang in there. So I, I haven't, I, for anyone who listens on a regular basis, I have not been on the last couple of weeks. We had uh, we had our new baby in, uh, in, in January, and then my wife had some complications, and we've been in and out of the hospital, but we're on the mend. Things are going to be... Things are looking up and uh, just a bit, of, a bit of recovery. So thank you for stepping in um, and the rest of the guys for really stepping in. Thanks. It's uh, good to be back. It's been, it's been, I don't know, three or four weeks, I think, since I've been on. So uh, you guys have really um, stepped up with topics and you guys are making the podcast a lot more interesting, I think, than uh, than what just uh, Father Andy and I can do. So we we appreciate everything that you do. And, and thanks. And I think you have an awesome topic uh, for tonight, too. Uh, but first, I guess before we get into it, how's your Lent going? <laughs> it's going good. My wife and I have been, uh, as I told Father Andy last week, we've been doing that Bible in a year. It's been really good. Something we kind of added to kind of mid-Lent, uh, now that the weather's been getting a little nicer, we're just kind of taking a family walk. Oh, and uh, we always come back and we do our prayers, but this kind of like reflecting and the kids, you know, the kids need it because they're, they're in school all day, but um, we're kind of just go out. So there's a little playground nearby, give them a little time. And it's just, it's been really good. Uh, I don't know if it's spring fever, but it's been kind of nice that uh, during this mid Lent kind of keep us going. The the weather's turning a little bit better and uh, keep pushing forward with all the spiritual stuff, but it's good to do some physical things as well. How about you? Well, you know, Jesse, that uh, this good weather is probably only going to last for a couple more days, and where it's going to go back to winter. I would say that. So don't get used to it. <laughs> Trying to be hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too early. However, um, uh, it is nice. It's nice to get out. I went to Presque Isle, which is a local state park, on lunch today, and just. Just watch the geese trying to hop up from the uh, the the pieces of ice into the water and vice versa, and watching them fumble and again had a good laugh. But uh, no, Lent Lent is going. Lent is uh, this is and I thought last last Lent last year was a hard Lent with COVID and everything. But with everything going on with my wife's medical issues, this is really a Lent. I'll tell you what. Um, but we're getting through it. Um, prayer life has definitely grown. Um, both intentionally because of Lent and, 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 and also because of just out of being scared. So, um, I have to say that, uh, one of the, one of the hardest things, I think, uh, we have so many people who were so generous as to, um, um, send us a lot of food and, uh, and not all of our friends are, are, are Catholic. So we'll get meat on Fridays and stuff. And it's like, Oh, that looks really good, but we have to, we have to wait till tomorrow to eat that. So it's, it's, yeah, it's tough when you have something prepared and it smells so good sitting in front of you and you just can't touch it. So that has to be one of the That's hardest a, things. My wife and I, we talk about that because I love fish fries and like this local church here does a fish fry. And it's like, am I really sacrificing? Cause I enjoy it so much. So it's like, ah, I don't know. It's like, maybe we need to need to cut back. I was like, I told her, I was like, we'll do fish sticks this week. And like, even though I really want to do that, like really good fish fry. I think that'd be a better answer. So yeah, even the <laughs> even the fish could be a temptation. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't eat fish in this house. I can't uh, do it. Can't do it. So it's either mac and good. cheese or spaghetti for on Fridays. But, but anyway, the, the kids like Alfredo. They, they they do Alfredo a lot too. Oh, there you go. There you go. But uh, so speaking of Lent and giving things up yes. and 
Um, I want to let's get right into the topic today. You picked uh, spiritual detachment, and you you it looks like um, I'm assuming based on the notes that you sent me, you kind of got this from um, a couple of um, uh, videos from Ascension Presents, as well as the um, the minim, what was it what minimalism minimalism really looks like or something like that on on YouTube and pretty cool video and we can link that into the description about you know what is minimalism and, um, and, and how it can make our lives better. The first video is very like secular, right? And it's just, Hey, just trying to declutter your life and make things easier to focus on you and what you want. But then, um, but how do we take that and do it on the spiritual side of things? Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, it kind of started like late at night as we go down the rabbit hole of YouTube and uh, I'm on my phone, and you see these like uh, mini houses that people like. And so they're like, yeah. we sold all, we sold all of our stuff, and we moved in this mini house. And then I've seen like um, these vegan people who walk around. I watched this video who walk around like New York City late at night before garbage night, and they go through the garbage, and they they they're like they're throwing away all these good bagels, and they're throwing away all this like. They're trying to conserve all the their, their their whole point is they're trying to conserve all the trash that we throw away so much we're wasteful, and um, it's very interesting how people different people choose to live their life, and so this minimalism, which is kind of a, a cultural way to look at detachment, um, it's it's huge. It kind of started. I did my research. It kind of started back in 2006 where it started gaining traction, and more people were writing blogs at that time. More people are doing videos, and it kind of grew in popularity. Um, it's out of rebellion. I'm a little, um, it's really out of a rebellion because they look at the culture and they say, okay, the culture is trying to sell us something, always. It's like you have to have this to make you happy. And so you have to have this swag. You have to have this, all this important stuff, and then you'll be somebody. And they're, they're, they're like, no, we don't. I can find contentment. And that's the big thing uh, with minimalism is finding contentment. It's not an embrace of suffering. And we'll get there with the religious aspect. But it's really like, okay, what will, what will I have if I don't use it? Um, you know, within a year, I get rid of it. So it's very interesting. Their, their, their whole concept is I want to be goal-oriented. So if, instead of being um, material-oriented and finding my happiness in shoes or you know, clothes or something or something like that. I find my happiness in goals and achieving those goals. And they're definitely on the right track. I mean, you can um, just look at consumerism. You know, I've mentioned it in the past. I think the last time I looked it up, the average um, credit card debt for Americans is about 30 grand. And that's just absolutely insane. And, you know, my wife and I recognized that a couple of years ago um, when we had to start, when we had our first kid and we were like, Hey, if we want a good financial future, we don't want to be slaves to debt just to have cool toys. So we still have cool toys and stuff, but we've been trying to, you know, cut down on, we have one credit card and we use it just to carry us through the month. And it's like, if we don't have the money, we're not going to buy it. And that's part of kind of the somewhat of a minimalist attitude we take towards things. Um, and then I guess just another one right off the top of my head real quick um, is recently we just um, stopped using uh, water bottles, like single-use water bottles, 
like we're, we're trying to limit our footprint, I guess, on uh, single use plastics. So we just have a, you know, washable, reusable water bottle and we just fill that up. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, and, and you know, it, having that goal and, uh, and finding ways to achieve it is something that makes you feel more fulfilled. Like if I was, if I was, I could either like build a house myself or I could have someone else build one for me. And it's easier to have someone else build one for me. Uh, but if I wanted to learn and maybe a house is a bad example, cause that's kind of, uh, hard, but if it's just, you know, replacing some plumbing in the house, I could do it or I could hire somebody. But you know, if, if I do it, I'm, I'm working, I'm building myself up better. I'm learning and there's a challenge in that. And I think, you know, that as humans, that's kind of what we were designed to do is not sit around and have people do things for us, but to, to try to figure things out. It's that culture of convenience. Yeah. You know, I, I, I choose this because it's convenient. I know it's more money. I know it's, um, I could probably do this or that, but I don't have the time. I'd rather spend my time elsewhere. It's interesting to look at it from the cultural aspect because you're, you're exactly right. They're on the right track. I am, um, I have a very dear friend uh, who I just talked to today, actually. And he's kind of gone off the, the grid and he had a he had a job and he quit in January, and I was talk I called I'm like trying to get a hold of him. This is a guy I talk to once a month, a very dear friend of mine, and he's like, yeah, we found this place in um, North Carolina, and it's this co-op farm island thing, and they have to take a ferry to it, and they live there, and wow. he was like, I was, he was like, I became such a slave to my job to my, um, all the material stuff. He goes, we're just trying this for a little bit. We're, we need to like clean it out. And he was like, we need to get back on track. He's like, I don't want to be, you know, 40 years old and saying I didn't spend time with my kids. I didn't, you know, he says we spend the day working on the farm. And he, and that's what he's kind of doing as he kind of um, disconnecting from the world that, you know, was over. He was a good guy. He's, he's still a good guy. He's, he doesn't do anything bad, but he just became such a slave to everything. And he was like, I really need this, this detox, this cleanse. So they're going to go live there for the spring and uh, just be there, be present. And they're going to see if that's an option, a viable option for them down the road. And they live very simply. They, you know, they, they live very simply in their lives. So it's interesting to, cool. um, yeah. to see that. So from a, um, a, a spiritual perspective in during Lent here, what can we do? What are some steps we can take to um, have more of a spiritual, I don't want to say minimalism, but really to detach from the things that we don't need and focus on God? And what does that look like? So from a cultural perspective, you um, you detach or you get rid of um, to be more goal-oriented. But from the religious aspect, the detachment, the spiritual detachment, it would be more of I'm going to detach myself from things of this world so I can focus more on Christ. And that's kind of our, that's kind of the big goal here. Right. What does that mean? Well, we should spend our entire lives finding ways to detach. I mean, that's the whole, you know, cause of purgatory and stuff like that to purge ourselves of things of this world, not get attached to them. But it takes patience. Um, It takes us evaluating what is needed. 
So there are things that we love. Um, there are things that we like, and there are things that we just have kind of for security. Um, you know, my wife and I have talked about this oftentimes with like kids clothes and kids shoes, and we have four children. And so like, what happens if we have a fifth? So like, should we save this stuff? So like, how much should we save? Other kids could benefit from, from this stuff. Um, so it's kind of like looking at every aspect of our life. That's one aspect of our life. So like our family and our stuff. Um, it can be anything from uh, detachment of something that uh, like my books. I, I, I buy all kinds of religious books and I never read them. And I, and I love them. And it's like, do I really need another book? Um, I have the same problem. I, I buy books all the time and then I never read them. It's just, <laughs> it's just right. look good on the shelf, I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. They, they, they look, they make us look smart. They're like, look at all my spiritual books. Well, like whenever I buy it, I know I'm like, oh, I can't wait to read this. I'm going to sit down over the next week and just finish this up. And, and I maybe get through one chapter and then I'm like, eh, there's other stuff I could be doing. Maybe that's the goal. Maybe when we know we've reached detachment, we can actually sit down and read our books. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, I, I was listening to uh, Chase and Foxes uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, that's another Catholic podcast. Uh, really good. Matt Frad was on there, and he had a friend who, a Protestant friend, who was like, what are you doing for Lent, man? He's got his Australian accent. And uh, he's like, well, I'm getting, you know, I might give up social media. And his Protestant friend was like, why don't, what, what, you don't like social media. That's, that's easy for you. He was like, what do you love? What do you need? He's like, he's like, you like to have a drink every night. Brad's like, yeah, but shut up. (laughs) 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 So it's like that evaluation of like that thing that maybe we need to detach a little bit from. Like if I rely on it too much, um, I think that's important. That's the Christian aspect of it that we need to, to kind of focus on, help us focus on God. Um, true story here. Um, this past January, uh, I went through, I don't know if a depression or, you know, maybe COVID or seasonal or combination of everything. I'm a very extrovert kind of person. And I was talking to my buddy about this and I was not doing retreats. I'm not doing ministry, you know, like person in person ministry. I'm not. So like you get those highs from that. Like you get like, Oh, that spiritual high. Like, look at that powerful retreat we did. Yeah. And so that I really needed to, maybe that's what kind of led to some of that depression that wasn't there. So I realized that I needed to detach from that. That's not where I need to find my faith in that spiritual high. I need to find my faith elsewhere. So I think that's a, a, for me personally, it's one of the areas that I've been working on, especially with this whole pandemic. And so what are some ways that you're, what are you doing to, to fulfill that? Yeah. And I think for me personally, it's, it's, it's investing in, uh, focusing on God and what I'm supposed to do is Jesse father, Jesse husband. Um, you know, like I said, it's sometimes the enemy of the great is the good. So for me, it was like, Wow, look at all these cool retreats. You're doing good things, right? Work, you're working for God. And for me, I needed to detach a little bit. And it kind of, the, the, the pandemic kind of forced me to. So I, you know, in, in place, so like I always tell the kids in youth group, so if you're going to replace something, you need to put something better in its, in its place. 
Um, so for me, it's spending more time with my family, more time, not just in my personal prayer, but in family prayer, making sure it's not always perfect. Like it can't be perfect. Um, you know, my kids are, you know, six, eight, 10 and 12. So it's going to be chaotic. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but it's, I'm trying to instill in them those virtues and that those uh, graces we get from family prayer. So for me, those things detaching, you know, it's not my faith. It's, you know, we share in this faith as a family in the, in the Catholic faith. So that's been helping me, um, you know, not finding my, um, you know, maybe instead of sitting down and playing that video game, I can maybe sacrifice and detach and go play a board game that with my, with my kids who want to play a board game. So it's like those little things, those little moments are important for us to, that's what something I can do as a father, you know? So those are ways that we can detach from things that are attractive to us who are just leaving us kind of numb. And I think that's actually a great topic for a future episode that you and I can do together. Things that we're the only ones on the podcast that are both actual dads, fathers of kids. And uh, well, we, we, actually, it might be a good idea to have Father Andy and some of the other guys in there too, just from the, see their perspective as well. But um, to talk about family prayer life and raising children in the faith, you know, I look at your kids and you've got, you've done a, such an amazing job. And I hope one day, you know, my family can be a lot like yours because, you know, you guys are, you, I can, you can tell just with your, in your kids that their, their faith means a lot to them. And you don't see that a lot these days. And I'm, my biggest fear is that someday that, um, they're, they're going to lose it like I did. Um, and I just don't ever want that for my kids. But anyway, moving on. Your, your, your best testimony though, honestly, is the way you live it. That's what they're going to remember. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's definitely true. As, as I tell my kids, they, they probably won't remember what I much, how much I say, but they'll remember how much God loves them and how much we love them. Those are the things they'll know. So, if I want to get to heaven and I want to focus on this detachment thing, do I have to give up everything like Jesus said to the rich man? <laughs> That's a good story. So let's, let's, let's break that down. So uh, Mark's, uh, in Mark's gospel, uh, I think it's chapter 10 or 17. Uh, let's read this here. As he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him, asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus looking at him. This is, this is a cool part. It's right here. Jesus looking at him, loved him, said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all of that you have and give to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. Disheartened by this saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So, you know, this, this, this uh, story is kind of sad. So we have a guy who's, you know, asking God, asking Jesus here, he says, what do I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, go and sell. Don't sell your things because not because the, you know, God is calling him to like throw away everything, but he realized how attached he was to those things. Jesus looked at him and loved him. And that's, that's a, that's a very powerful statement right there. 
God doesn't want us attached to things to the point where we take our eyes off of him. So if we have things in our lives, we all gonna, we're all going to have things in our lives that give us comfort or, 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 or bare necessity. But if they're, if they're, we're, we're taking our eyes off God to look at those things, that's where it becomes a barrier for heaven. That's the key that Jesus is trying to teach him there. Yeah, and, and yeah, not to take it literally of get rid of everything and live live like a uh, Franciscan. Um, right. But like I feel sometimes, you know, like camera gear, I'm very invested in camera gear and I'm obsessed with it. And uh, and sometimes I feel that, um, you know, I, I need to detach. Um, when I, I have everything that I need, mostly, for the most part, that, you know, I still need some wildlife lenses and some other things. I got a wish list, but... Um, Sometimes I'll find myself just scrolling through um, the latest news and trends when it comes to photography and camera gear, and I realize, you know, I could be praying right now. Um, it, the house is quiet finally. The kids are in bed. I this is the perfect time, and uh, and yet here I find myself wasting my time, and and so that's something that uh, I've recently noticed. Um, and it's funny how certain topics get brought up whenever you, uh, I, and I don't know if it's divine providence or what, but I kind of been thinking about this, you know, where, you know, I have all these things and I'm obsessed with, I'm a very obsessive person when it comes to certain, like my hobbies. And sometimes I let those like rule my life, um, even more than God. And so, and that's where like, I just have to stop and I try to stop myself and say, okay, you're done and, you know, open up your Laudato app and, and pray a, a rosary or the prayer, the prayer of the day, the office, whatever it is, just get to it. And, uh, and, and, and it helps. And it's funny that this gets brought up now and, and it is during Lent too. And we really should be focusing on that stuff and really reflecting on that. Um, but I mean, do you have anything in particular that, uh, a particular vice or something that you go to all the time that's like, uh, well, I should, I'm, I'm, I really should be focusing on God instead of this material thing. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, uh, the things we own, own us and that can be dangerous. And we all have, you know, we all have things, you know, I, when I, a few years ago when I was playing hockey, I was, you know, looking at the best hockey skates, the best sticks, you know, when I was a kid, you know, our sticks were made out of wood. <laughs> So to see these like very like $300 sticks, it's crazy. Um, and it's attractive. I mean, my shot can be so much better. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, even uh, working, you know, like once again, we justify it because we're like, oh, I work for the church. I have to have a nice computer. <laughs> so it's like I do this editing for the church. And like, so what I did was um, there was a computer I really, really wanted. Um, it was this Area 51 Alienware crazy thing i was like okay we can we can do this i'm like you know what i I maybe i we it's it's more for for clout it's more i don't need that much horsepower (laughs) so i went with the model below it i'm like you know what this this will be good um this will get the job done this will i don't need all that all those bells and whistles i have a nice computer but like that was a little way of me dying to myself. I think um, that's the key. Be aware of those things that you struggle with and don't let them rule your life and then find little ways to die of yourself. So like in our house, we have one TV. That's it. And 
do I would I want a TV in my bedroom? Yes, <laughs> very bad. Um, but there are some days I have to watch My Little Pony, and <laughs> there, are, there are days I have to watch, you know, um, Paw Patrol. Yeah, that's all I watch at, hell, at the home because <laughs> yeah, we have one TV as well, and I'm not in control of it. <laughs> yeah, there are some if I watch another do it yourself oh, show. Anyhow, uh, but. And there's some days they have to watch hockey with me. So um, it's that sacrifice, I think, that keeps us human. Um, that, that you know what, it's like I can sacrifice a little bit. They're going to sacrifice a little bit, but we're all living together. And so that allows us to not not let that thing rule us, not that let that thing own us. And I think those checks and balances are good. Yeah, and in the grand scheme of things, you know, what we're giving up, what we're suffering for is nothing absolutely nothing. And it doesn't even come close to the suffering that Jesus did for us on the cross. And that's some, you know, sometimes I just have to think of it that that way. Like, oh, this is so hard. Like you have to fast on Friday. This is tough. Um, or, oh, I, I have to go to prayer instead of, um, you know, whatever it is I'd rather do. And it's like, this is, this is not, this suffering is nothing. And it's a joke. And if, if like, you, you, then you want to just smack yourself silly and be like, like, like if, you know, Jesus is watching, God's watching right now. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I did that for you. And that's what you want to do for me. Yeah, fine, whatever. I still love you. But it's like, just to put that in perspective, you know, what Jesus did on the cross was, was amazing. And we, in, in little inconveniences that we find day to day are too much of a, um, I guess, an inconvenience to the point where, you know, screw it. I don't want to, I don't want to pray. I'd rather, I'd rather do X, Y, Z. I'd rather be selfish. I'd rather not take care of my family. I'd rather, you know, whatever it may be. I, I think, um, that is keep that. Like I said, that's keeping our eyes on heaven, right? Realizing what God did for us in, in, in the scheme of things. It's like, Oh, you know, I have a pretty good life <laughs> and I think most of us do. And, uh, there's a way for us to maybe take some of our blessings and share them. I think that that's a, that's a good aspect. Um, give you a true story. When I was uh, in seminary, we had to take a weekend and spend it with a parish priest. And so I got shipped down to um, Farrell, Pennsylvania. And Farrell, Pennsylvania, if you don't know, is one of the poorest areas in Pennsylvania. They have a wonderful uh, center down there with that does food pantry and soup kitchen, and they teach people like job skills. This is the poorest of the poor of the poor. And so all my buddies, they get to do it to do these different parishes, and they're calling me, and they're like, oh, Father So-and-so's taking us out for a steak dinner. Oh, my gosh, you wouldn't look. Oh, th these, these rectories are so beautiful. They have all this room, like <clears throat> story after story after story. So we get down to Farrell. And I'm like, wow. And so I think we met the priest halfway. So he like drove us from halfway. He picked us up and we're in a car with him. And his name is Father Steve Schreiber. He's a good, good, very good man. My spiritual director for many years. Uh, Father Steve um, was telling us about the people and how poor the people were and his community down there. And we're asking him things that he likes. And he's like, oh, I love college basketball. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know? So we're just kind of getting to know each other. And we go into his house and his rectory there. And it's like walking into like your grandma's house. It's got that, that, that musky that, uh, <laughs> smell. And we're like, okay, all right. It's a little dated. 
And then we go in there and there's this tiny, it's going to blow your mind. This tiny, like I think 12 inch black and white TV. And I go, father, Steve, I was like, where's, where's your TV? And he goes, Oh, well, that's it right there. And I'm like, but you could, you could afford to get like a decent TV. Like you watch college basketball. And he goes, and I'll never forget what he said. He says this, he goes, he goes, Jesse, he says, my people suffer. So I will suffer alongside of them. I was like, wow, I want to be like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I use it as my, like my mantra oftentimes where I'm like, I can suck. Cause I have so many kids in, in, in our youth ministry and stuff like that who come from nothing. I mean, I have, I have a family who, you know, they were using like lawn furniture as furniture. So like I've seen the worst of the worst of the worst. So for me, those things keep me balanced and keep me um, centered that our goal is heaven. Our goal is, is Christ through all this. It's, it's that we're all human, though. We all we all dream. We all have our likes and our wants. I find I find it refreshing when I have something I really like. I can give it away. That, that there's a freedom in that for me. Yeah, and I think that's a great way to end it. Um... And that was an amazing story to really, I think, to give hope to people and to kind of give just an, a little bit of an encouragement of, um, yeah, it's it's not always comfortable, but it at the end of the day, you make, it makes you feel better. And if it grows your relationship with God, then it's not going to hurt you. And temptation, you know, everything temptation leads us to all these material things. Temptation leads us to what society is doing, and that's where we kind of want to turn away. Um, we, we have to live in the society, but we don't have to really contribute to, we don't have to be a part of, you know, all the, the trends that, that, that are going on. We can, we can push back. And this is, this is one way to push back. And, uh, especially in, in today's world and, and things are just crazy. And I'm glad, uh, I hope, hopefully COVID's going to be over here soon and, and things kind of get back to normal, uh, at least a little bit, uh, compared to, you know, what we're, we've been dealing with the last year or year now, pretty much a year. Um, so with that being said, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on again tonight. And thank you for the topic. Again, you uh, really hitting it out of the park with all these and you're really keeping the podcast going. Uh, you know, whenever I've been out and uh, I know father Andy doesn't want to be a one man band. So you've been helping him out there too. And, uh, and same with all the other guys, AJ and brother Barnabas. So, yeah, you guys are awesome. Don't know what we would do without you. Our team. Yeah, amen. So with that being said, you can head over to our website, EncounterMercy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. And uh, if you're wherever you're listening right now, if this isn't the normal platform that you listen on, you can find us literally anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, so until next week, bye. Bye.